It would be nice, wouldn't it? If all the things that happened to you in childhood were just left in childhood, but that's not actually what happened. So many of the things that happened to you in childhood, like your mom or your dad leaving, sometimes that's because of divorce or sickness or whatever the reason, but it really matters a lot what happens as a child. Now, I'll be the first to say that you can recover, right? You can you can find that life that God wants you to have, that whole life that is filled with love and relationship. But abandonment affects people long into adulthood. I would say, especially if that happens during a, cru- a crucial developmental years, which kind of, <laughs> to tell you the truth, I'm not sure when you're not developing and it's not crucial. But abandonment, and I would want to say particularly by dad, because most often that's what we see. Mom and dad might divorce, but dad's no longer in the picture. Not always, but sometimes. But the abandonment results in trauma. And that results in dysfunctional traits inside and outside of all of your adult relationships. So a lot of times you might go to therapy and say, I don't know, something's not right. I'm just, you know, I'm always fighting or I'm always angry. I'm always depressed. But why? And so often until you link it to those early childhood abandonment years, you're never going to get to the root of the problem and will have difficulty solving it. You know, sometimes dad moves away. And again, maybe because of divorce. And you might have this experience, this sense like, well, he's just found a new family. And you might be angry or disappointed or sad, or you might say, it doesn't matter, I don't care. Good, let him go. But then as an adult, you're having difficulty forming solid relationships. And you don't know how to deal with difficult feelings. Now what do you do? What do you do? How do you recover from abandonment? If dad abandoned you, sometimes mom, but I want to focus a little bit more on the father abandonment issues. Now I want to begin by talking about scripture. Because God came into the world so that you could have life, so that you could health and relationship. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm just going to paraphrase it, he said, man, we were just hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And maybe you look at those things at your childhood and say, yeah, I was hard-pressed, I was perplexed, I did feel despair. I felt like I was persecuted. I do feel like I was abandoned. But you can recover from that. You can learn how to manage those negative feelings that you experience. Replacing the previous unhealthy coping mechanisms, whether it was acting out sexually or or being angry or not being able to connect with others, with other more adaptive coping skills. But... If you've been abandoned by dad, and maybe you haven't put this together, you don't know why it is you have difficulty in your adult relationships, look at that relationship and what came out of it. Because maybe the message you internalize, well, dad didn't care enough to stay. I guess I'm not worthy. Why should I care about myself? 
Because if you weren't convinced when you were a young girl that you were worthy of love and respect from that person, and persons, yes, mom included, but particularly dad, he's supposed to love and care and show you that you are worthy. And I wish I could say this was not frequent, but a lot of people struggle with this. I have so many clients who experience parental abandonment and that departure. And again, sometimes it's for a lot of reasons. Maybe it's imprisonment or a physical separation or death. Sometimes the parent leaves, not by choice of their own, but you know the military called, called them away. But how do you regain those tools that you need so that you can create that life that is full and meaningful with connection? Now, Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, he's walking along the beach. This is when he's forming his disciples, the apostles, to follow him. And he comes across brothers, James and John, the Zebedee sons. And they're sitting with their father, mending their fishness, and Jesus made them the same offer. They were just as quick to follow, actually walked away from father and boat and business and fishing. But why were they able to respond to God's call? Now, I don't know for sure, but I suspect when I think about these things, I suspect that James and John had a healthy relationship with their father. Because when you have that healthy relationship, you don't feel abandoned, you don't feel needy, you don't feel clingy. You can actually separate and move on and follow God. And maybe that means you can separate from your childhood and move into that adult lasting relationship called marriage. But how do you do that? What are some of the signs that you might be suffering from father abandonment? Well, some of the common characteristics are a decreased self-esteem or a sense of self. You know, particularly during the adolescent years, you know, if you're struggling and trying to figure out, you know, you see teenagers, how moody and difficult they can be. A lot of it is they're just trying to figure out themselves in life. But when dad leaves during that time, it's hard to develop that strong sense of self. Because when dad leaves... That child, the message is, I guess I'm unlovable. Now, consciously, for sure, you probably didn't think that as a child. Maybe you did. But you lose that sense of who you are. And that's where I say faith plays such an important role to actually finding that restoration of who am I? Because God wants to tell you who you are. Matthew chapter 16, Jesus is talking with his disciples and he asks them a question, who do people say that I am? And people, you know, give their various responses. And then Peter says, you are the Messiah. And then, again, what I think is most interesting is Jesus then responds, and I am now going to tell you who you are, Peter. And sometimes, as an adult, you have to step back from that sense of self and say, well, I think I'm unlovable. I think I'm unworthy. But if you were to have a conversation with God, what would he say? Who are you? Because he said to Peter, Peter, you are a rock, and on this rock I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy. 
And this was long before Peter really acted anything like a rock. But the message was so powerful communicating who he was. And God wants to do the same thing for you. Sometimes when you're left to your own devices to care for yourself because dad or mom walked out, all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I'm alone. I've got to take care of myself. And sometimes that can develop into having irrational fears and anxieties as, a, as an adult. You know, you always have this sense of something bad is about to happen. And you're always on nervous. You're always nervous. You're always on edge. And you're always looking for that next person to abandon you. To destabilize that sense of safety and self. And how can faith actually help you to find that restored belief in who you are? After the death of Moses, and you can find this in Joshua chapter 1. I'm just going to read a part of it and paraphrase it. But after the death of Moses, right, who led the people out of slavery toward the promised land, but they, they didn't get farther than the desert, right? They were walking around lost. And then God speaks, and he said, Moses is dead. But you, Joshua, I want you to cross the river, you and all the people. I want you to cross into the land that I'm giving the people of Israel. He said, no one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I will be with you. And I want to say that message is still the same today. As the same way God was with Moses and Elijah and Jeremiah and Joshua and Caleb and all of the apostles and all of the saints and all of the prophets, God is with you. And what God says is, I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Strength, courage. And then he also gives an important admonishment. And I don't want you for a minute to let the book of this revelation to let God's word out of your mind, ponder and meditate on it day and night and practice everything that is written in it. In other words, you've got to dive into your faith and you've got to live it out because that's when you're going to discover your true place in the family. You might have been abandoned as a child, but God is bringing you back into your real family. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Now, sometimes, again, with early childhood abandonment, and there's research that I'm going to state here that actually backs this up. A lot of times when you're abandoned, especially young girls, you become desperate for love and comfort from others, but you don't know how to get that need met in a healthy way. Because healthy dad affirms you, loves you, treats you, with that care and that consideration and that respect. But when you're left alone, sometimes you say, I still have this same met need that isn't being met. And so you live it out sexually, sometimes very young. You're looking for something deep and connecting, that emotional and physical connection that you lacked from your caregiver. But according to research, early father-absent girls had the highest rates of both early sexual activity and adolescent pregnancy, followed by late father absent girls, followed by father present girls. 
In other words, the sooner that dad leaves, the more at risk you are to becoming sexually active. And then as an adult, again, it's like, yeah, mom, dad abandoned me, but now I found Mr. Wonderful. But you still believe it or not, no matter the evidence that is there, that this man is not going to go away, you still have the fear of abandonment. And what that causes is desperation in relationships. It can cause you to be clingy or needy. Because when you're always afraid of abandonment, then even your friends is like, well, yeah, I can't get together tonight. Why? Why can't you get together? Are you leaving me? No, I'm just, <laughs> I told my family I'd go to a movie with them. And so that fear continues. And it actually undermines any kind of healthy relationship that you can make as an adult. Now remember what God says in Matthew chapter 10. He said, and these can be difficult words to understand, but I think they're actually very hopeful and helpful. And what Jesus says is, I've come to cut, to make a a knife cut between son and father and daughter and mother and bride and mother-in-law. He said, because these well-meaning family members can be your worst enemies. If you prefer dad and mom over me, you don't deserve me. If you prefer son or daughter over me, you don't deserve me. But in part, what God is saying is all of these imperfect relationships, if that's what you prize above me, you'll never have that perfect relationship that God is offering. Sometimes if you just feel insecure, again, that can manifest in being unable to be assertive or sometimes being too aggressive, too assertive. Because sometimes when you feel weak or afraid, you overcompensate by being aggressive, by acting as though you're all in control. But you're not. You're afraid. But see, God doesn't want you to live with that fear. God doesn't want you to have that sense of abandonment or rejection. God says very clearly, John chapter 12, he said, if you hear what I'm saying and you don't take what I'm saying, you don't follow me, you don't pick up your cross, you don't walk with me, I'm not going to reject you. I didn't come to reject the world. I didn't come to reject you. I came to save you and the world. But then he goes on and he says, but you need to know this. If you put me off refusing to take in what I'm saying, you are actually choosing rejection. And that's the exact same thing that you do in your adult relationship. If you don't actually reconcile what happened to you as a child, you will choose rejection. You might say, oh, I want to be married, but then you're going to do everything possible to blow it up. Whether it's acting out on your fears, you're going to leave me, you're going to leave me, you're going to leave me. At some point you go, oh, I'm tired of this. I'm going to leave you. See, I knew it. You were going to leave me. But God doesn't want you to be rejected. But you got to learn how to find that satiation, that, that that, that love, that connection from God, particularly if you didn't find it as a child. Because you might 
say to yourself, well, I, I, I need something. I know I need something. And you're going to turn to sex. You're going to turn to food. You're going to turn to drugs or alcohol because you're looking for something to be comforted. Because something's got to take care of those difficult feelings. But what does? God does. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, he said, God comes alongside you when you go through the hard times. And before you know it, he brings you alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that you can be there for that person just as God was there for you. There are plenty of hard times from following God, but no more so than the good times of his healing comfort. And when you're struggling, you've got to reach out. You've got to open your arms so that you can be embraced by the God who loves you so completely. And then remember, he's going to turn and he's going to say, hey, you know what? You've got to turn now to that person who is suffering and struggling. You've got to be my hands. You've got to be my love for that person as well. Because if you don't do that, if you don't allow yourself and take part in that healing, you're going to go through the rest of your life potentially with a fear of losing everything. Because if you lose that in childhood, that fear, that feeling doesn't just dissipate because now you're an adult. Chances are you're going to live with that constant state of losing everything. You're just one day away from losing home and work and possessions and family. And a lot of times that can be linked back to childhood. But you don't have to lose Jesus said, mark my words, no one who sacrifices house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or land, whatever because of me and the message will not lose out. You'll get it back, but multiplied many times in homes and brothers and sisters and mothers and children. See, if you embrace your faith, if you can acknowledge where this deficit came from, from the abandonment as a child. It might take some time, but you can work through it and you can recover from that experience. While you're walking around on this beautiful planet that God created, there's always going to be times of self-doubt, of worry, of fears. But with support, with understanding, with work, you can navigate these difficulties You're not alone with your fears. Jesus himself at one point in his life felt abandoned. Right before his crucifixion. Right before he died, he cried out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? He wasn't abandoned, but it was a real feeling. It was a dark feeling. But you too can recover from that. Jesus said, I'm telling you this while I'm with you now. He said, the friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He'll remind you of all the things I've told you. I'm 
leaving you well and whole. That's God's parting gift to you. Peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned and bereft. Don't be upset. You can heal. You can connect with God and with others. I will meet you back on the road. And remember, always forward.